Next on BYU Sports Nation, the heavens weep after a ninth consecutive BYU football loss to Utah, where it all went wrong. The ugly, the bad, and some good from the loss to Utah. Plus the late night reaction from head coach Kalani Sitake. What happened? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Rain or shine, win or lose. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, August 30th. Wherever and however you're connected, welcome to group therapy. Something that we have become all too familiar with uh, over the past few years. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Utah quarterbacks PR specialist Jerem Jordan. Well, there's a little cleaning up to do, uh, not just on the BYU defense and offense. Uh, Quarterback Tyler Huntley, after the game yesterday, said, in reference to BYU, they poo-poo. You can tweet that out. Hopefully the, this is the new uh, curse that enables BYU to perhaps not turn it over and uh, win next year. That was but, my initial thought. Oh, yeah. it's been 10 years, and, and now something is said in the media that may, maybe turns things in favor of BYU. <laughs> if I was BYU football, I would send uh, some rolls of Charmin up to the Utah football <laughs> office today. <laughs> <laughs> and BYU needs plenty of it to clean up, too. Yeah. Hey, you're doing a great job as the PR specialist for those youth quarterbacks. Yeah, well, clearly, we didn't have a... Com- well, what was funny was Britton Covey, who grew up liking BYU, right? He was like, well, no, well, no, 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 no. He was no. like, he knew what was happening. He's like, no, no, no. no. no and he said, well, it. he's a senior, I'm a junior. But really what Britton was saying to me was like, no, 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 don't be this. Don't do this right now. Yeah. We're going to play that next year. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That will be played again and again. Here is today's show lineup. You probably missed most of it because you didn't feel like watching anything related to BYU football after another loss to Utah. So we're going to take you there. Now that you've slept a little bit, hopefully you're feeling better. We'll revisit the late night or early morning, depending on how you look at it. I'm on three hours, by the way. Post-game reaction from Kalani Sitake. Nice. Yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a <laughs> half. Yeah, Combine is... six and a half hours of sleep. Let's go. Uh, Our initial going for two results. Hashtag free Tyson for Jerem. And turning the page to the next three Power 5 games. Oh, yeah, BYU's got to play Tennessee, USC, and Washington still. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Give me those Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Cougars lose their first season home opener since 2005. 30-12 to 12 at the hands of 14th-ranked and longtime rival Utah. The heavens, as we showed you, wept in the fourth quarter. Seriously. Lightning delayed the game for about an hour with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. BYU junior tight end Matt Bushman enjoyed a fast start, had six catches in the game, but very much did not enjoy the end result. I just feel like we shot ourselves in the foot way too many times. Every time we had momentum, we did something dumb to, to hold us back. And every position group, I mean, we all are are accountable for what we did. Three turnovers resulting in 20 Utah points, including two defensive touchdowns. 
BYU on the rebound a week from this Saturday in Knoxville, Tennessee, as they visit historic Neyland Stadium. 106,000 fans await, as do the Tennessee Volunteers. In the final week of the NFL preseason game, Saints quarterback Taysom Hill went 13 for 17 with 100 passing yards, added five rushes for 35 yards, and a 16-13 loss to the Dolphins. Corbin Kafusi had two tackles and a pass deflection on defense, and John Denny probably snapped a couple of times. Yeah, I would assume that's uh, a... Yeah. They don't keep track of that, uh, Ray. A fair tracker there. Number nine BYU women's volleyball will host Boise State at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. An hour after this show wraps up. In the BYU Nike Invitational to open up their 2019 season, the Cougs will also host cross-county rival Utah Valley tonight at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. Both matches live on BYU TV. The marquee matchup of this Nike invite, number nine BYU against number 16 Marquette, goes down tomorrow on BYU TV at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Let's see what you did there. Marquee, Marquette. I like mm-hmm. it. Number 14, BYU Women's Soccer hosts Southern Utah tonight in the home opener, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on the WCC Network. Cougars are 2-0 after beating Alabama and Mississippi State last week. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's an old sports talk tradition to discuss the good the bad and the ugly as we react to a game. But after losing a ninth straight rivalry showdown with Utah, Mm -hmm. we have put our own BYU Sports Nation therapy twist on this, and we're calling it the ugly, the bad, and the good. (laughs) So let's start with the ugly, Jerem. What was the ugliest of the ugly from last night's 30-12 to 12 loss to Utah? It's losing. It's just losing. Nine in a row. Nine in a row. Hashtag nine is here. Kyle Whittingham. Oh. I thought BYU would have a chance to win this game. Uh, we'll talk about turnovers more. But the ugly is that BYU lost and that it wasn't competitive, right? I still think that um, BYU was in this game later than people think, okay? I think emotionally when Francis Bernard, of all the people, Francis Bernard, pick six. He's a fantastic player. Scored touchdowns for yeah. both teams in this rivalry now. Pick six, all of a sudden, yeah, right? The juice is gone a little bit. By the way, pregame juice, Cougar Canyon, fantastic, amazing, okay? Crowd brought it, Rock was great, okay? Uh, losing, but BYU was down 10 with 14.55 yeah. to go yeah. with the ball. You go and get three or seven, it's one score game, you're in business. But emotionally, as soon as BYU allows a touchdown to start the third quarter and goes down 10, that feels more like 17 at that point, given who you're playing, given what's happened in the last eight, right? BYU started the first half, I thought, just fine. They didn't cash in in the end zone to have a halftime lead, which they could have. But then Utah, on offense, scores on the first possession of the first quarter, three points, and the first possession of the third quarter. Those are the 10 regular offensive points, 20 points off turnovers, uh, we're the difference in the game, but uh, losing to Utah is always ugly, even if it's by one point. Yeah, the ugliest of the ugly is losing a ninth consecutive to Utah. Ugh. It will now, by the time next season's opener against Utah and Salt Lake City rolls around, be 11 years since BYU has beaten Utah in football. Yeah, that's an ugly reality to swallow for yeah. BYU coaches, players, and fans. The ugliest thing to me in terms of gameplay was the almost unbelievable tradition that continues of Utah scoring defensive touchdowns against BYU. During the nine-game losing streak, Utah has now scored eight defensive 
touchdowns. Two last night. No, nine. It's, it's nine. nine. It's, it's nine and nine. It's an average of one per game against BYU. The last BYU pick six, by the way, against Utah? 1992. Oh, no. 87. 87. The last offensive me? touchdown, I believe, was 1992 on a blocked field goal. That is it's, uncanny. It's unbelievable. And, and listen, some of these are accidental. But when you have nine and nine, it is not. This is what Utah does. They are the best team in the Pac-12 since they joined in 2011 at defensive touchdowns. It's not like they just get lucky against BYU. They're lucky against everybody. And I would say that it's not luck. That's, a, that's a, the improper phrase. It is skill. The, a bad bounce here, a bad bounce there. Where are the bounces for BYU in that regard? It's skill. Utah is extremely skilled at turnovers. They jump on the fumble, right? BYU's not got to, needs to not fumble it. Zach Wilson needs to not throw that ball when he, he doesn't know he's going to get clipped from behind and whatnot. But yeah, topic two: what was bad last night? So ugly. Now we're to bed. And we, we've kind of transitioned into the turnovers, and I want to stay there because yes, turnovers are bad, but not all turnovers are created equally. Some of them just don't prove to be as detrimental. It is. All three proved to be what is happening on the majority of these turnovers in the BYU-Utah game specifically. BYU is now minus 14 in turnover margin over this current nine-game losing streak to the Utes. And nine of those 14 turnovers have been immediate points, meaning the offense for Utah didn't even need to come on the field, Jerem. They didn't even need to take the field. That's pathetic. It's just points immediately after the turnover. Nine defensive touchdowns. Nine. Minus 14 in the turnover margin. That, to me, is bad. Yes, the loss is the ugliest. It is the way and how detrimental the turnovers are becoming for BYU in the moments. It, it is almost uncanny. And, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, the first turnover from Zach Wilson, he gets tripped up by Bradley and I. He's trying to make a play and throw it over Francis Bernard to an open Tyson it's Williams. It's going to be a big play if that's completed. He's tripped, and so the ball comes out low, and Francis Bernard takes it. That one, I honestly, I can live with. I'm like, ah, that's just, that's unfortunate, but okay. It's the fumbled exchange that Utah's defense had nothing to do with. Like, that's not, oh, Utah's defense is elite, so BYU fumbled the exchange. That one hurts. And then the third turnover is Zach Wilson pressing and throwing into triple coverage. It's just a, that's a bad decision. Well, it gets, and it gets tipped, and it luckily goes to a guy. I want to talk about what you just mentioned. It's a 10-point game with 14.55 to go. Utah just missed a, a easy field goal. Andrew Stroud missed. He had a terrible night. He's been benched already, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you want to talk about wow. something ugly? The Utah okay. special teams. Yeah, let's not. Let's talk about BYU. BYU has the ball with 10, uh, 15, 14.55 to go, down 10. Two plays later, fumble. 22-yard field, touchdown, game over. Then the two plays later, pick six. Don't turn it over. It's a 10-point game. Go get three. It's a seven-point game. Oh, my gosh. Utah scored 10 offensive points on full regular drives off a punt or a kickoff. Yeah. The turnovers were the game changer. 20 points. Are you kidding me? And last year, what did we say about BYU in this game? Be more aggressive. I thought BYU was aggressive. They, they threw but, the ball 33 times. But that was the issue. It was probably too aggressive, and maybe Tyson Williams needed more, which we'll get to in a second. More curious. Oh, so much to wrap our heads around, but really it comes down to simply turnovers. And I had the feeling, man, BYU, 
they can't settle for field goals. While the juice is high and the stadium's in it. Yeah, Jaron Hall comes in, it fumbled snap, it was bad. They, BYU yeah. has to convert at least one of those eventual field goals into a touchdown, and then maybe the feeling is different moving we forward. We should mention, Zach Moss was amazing. Okay? Oh my goodness. Okay, Zach Moss was incredible. His numbers last night. 29 carries, 187 yards, 6.4 carry touchdown. I mean, I, I told you in the 10-10, and, 10, and, and you agree, this is the best running back BYU will play all year. One of the best offensive players. He was incredible. But I still think if BYU limits the turnovers, it's down to the wire in spite of those numbers from Zach Moss. By the way, most rushing yards against BYU by an opponent since Kareem Hunt, 2016 Toledo. On to the final topic here in the ugly, the bad, and now the good. Oh, here they it, go. It's hard. Moral victories. Yes, it, this is hard to discuss I'll for a lot for of BYU viewer, fans <laughs> because it's just like, I, I don't even want to talk about anything good. I'm angry. What if I'm we just frustrated. What if we just sat here? Throw t- it out. Two minutes of silence. Just see who stuck with us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The production room's like, don't you dare do that. Jerem, what was Good. And, and I know you're let's digging go. through a, no, let's go. You know, some trash, but what, yeah. what's, no, what I've, was the good? I've dug through the trash. One time I got a married center chair out of the trash there. It was great. <laughs> uh, special teams. Jake Oldroyd. Two for two. You'll see him going for two picks. That was nice. And a bomb of a punt. Yeah. And Skylar Southen's pitching wedge on yes. a kickoff. Yes, thank you. Tyson Williams also. Very good. More Tyson? Question mark. Uh, seven yards, forty seven, uh, sorry, carries. seven carries, forty-five yards, six point four yards per carry, which was the same number as Zach Moss, by the way. Um, I thought that was good. I thought Cougar Canyon was really good too. Oh man, Cougar Canyon was fantastic. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, there there was some good, but there wasn't a ton. Matt Bushman's start I thought was good. He was six for sixty-two, like in the second quarter. Felt like uh, more Matt Bushman. The explosiveness of the offense we were hoping would be good wasn't right. BYU didn't have chunks down the field in the pass game. Did BYU have a they had one 20-plus yard play, 26 yards the of Bushman. Zach Wilson run? Sorry, a pass. Oh, sorry, a pass yeah. play, yeah. They, okay. BYU had, I want to say, three rushes of 10-plus, something like that. Yeah, I'm with you on the good of the special teams. BYU has a kicker, Jerem. BYU has a kicker slash punter. Jake Oldred, I think, is the real deal. I think he has the mentality for it. I think so, too. I want to see more before I declare him such. He's made five college field goals. He hasn't. Uh, made a 50-plus yarder quite yet. So, like, this is kind of the standard. Like, Red Wallman was money inside 40. This isn't anything new. It's the I, way he kicks the ball, though, Jim. Like, in the stadium, watching it, like, there's no question. There's no I'm sense of it's going to get blocked. or He just crushes you. the ball. I think he will be, but I'm not going to anoint him quite yet. I, I need to see a little more. So, I like Jake Oldroyd, and I was really impressed with Skylar Southam's ability to execute the game plan that Ed Lamb put in there. Oh, the ball dies on the five? That was unbelievable. Hey, we're looking at it on BYU TV. By the way, <laughs> oh, another good thing. Diane Gawoloku. I thought he had a really great game. I thought, play, I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to play in the NFL. Spe- yeah, sure. Special teams, um, he was special. He was good. Um, tracking down Britton Covey on this play, I thought in the, uh, in the secondary he had a nice game as well. Tyson Williams, I'm with you. Free Tyson, seven carries, 45 yards. Compare that to 29 carries for Zach Moss. Yeah, I'm not saying go that far. Don't give him that, yeah. but maybe 15. Yeah, and Lopini Katoa. Like, three carries, three yards. Nothing, right? Did deliver an amazing block on that long Zach Wilson run. Yeah, and that run by Zach was very exciting. Best play of the game. It was the most exciting offensive play of the game for BYU. Offense, defense, special teams to me. That was the best play. All right, we have discussed... Uh, some of the ugly, the bad, and the good. 
I'm sure you all feel like chiming in, or maybe not. Our well, question we'll, of the day. We'll get your reaction throughout the show and our question, and we have a poll coming up later. What was your ugly, bad, and good from last night's 30-12 to 12 BYU loss to Utah? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Coog Baca answers on Twitter. Ugly. Turnovers making the Utah offense look better than they are. Bad, not rushing Tyson Tyson more. That's how we controlled the time last year. And good. Zach and the BYU offense still put up 300 Three, plus total yards of 300 offense. 300's a terrible number. No, no, no. 300's a terrible number. You need to be up around 400. Well, if you're... For average, right? Even then, 400's low-ish. You've got to be 450-plus, in my opinion, to be just even decent, right? At MBM Sting on Twitter. Good. BYU has guys that can really throw, catch, and run. Bad. Usage of talent and individual performances were up and down. Need consistency. Ugly. 15-yard penalties and six-point throws to the other team. That's not how you win. Oh, the, there was a moment. Okay, Jeremy, you talked about uh, BYU fumbling on the second play after yeah. Utah misses a field goal. And Cougars are still in the early fourth quarter. Yeah. There was a play in the second half where it was third and 37. 27. Mandel. And you give a Basement. first down to Utah. Utah Seven. doesn't score any points. That was the missed field goal, but they hold on to the ball for like six more minutes. Yes. By the way, if you ever, last year in college football, if you averaged 400, you would have been 71st. It's not good enough. You need to be 450, right? You want some more bad? How about BYU had the ball for seven minutes total in the second half? Yeah, well, 450 would be 28th, so more near that, right? Okay. Yeah. Coming up, we're going for two picks, and you tell us what happened last night in a live poll coming up. Kalani Satake spoke for a while with the media early into Friday morning. If you missed it, and I'm guessing most of you did, hear the highlights of that conversation next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You like top 10 teams that win? Well, you're in luck. BYU Women's Volleyball opens the season today. Ranked number nine, they play Boise State. Coming up at 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific on BYU TV. It's the season opener for the ladies who went to the national semifinals last year. Okay, here is your annual reminder. I'm only going to do this once. It's not Boise. It's Boise. Jerem said it the correct way. Thank you. Yeah, Boise. It's not Boise. Please don't do that. It's Boise. Or we do it to annoy them. (laughs) We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Lipton alongside Jerem Jordan, who uh, per tradition is wearing his black sports sweatshirt after a frustrating tough loss. Glad you noticed. That's what I do. It's like 92 degrees today. (laughs) I'm going to shed this thing so fast after. Well, it's a little bit cold in studio, so I think you're feeling probably pretty good right now. You know what? I'm feeling weird. I may have no shirt on this afternoon. I don't don't know. It's getting weird. Kalani Satake, as per is the norm for every head coach after a game, spoke with the media last night. It just so happened to be at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Because the game we ended the so game. late. We were live in the BYU TV post game. <laughs> now, obviously, there was a huge role once again in this game with turnovers. Three giveaways by BYU, three takeaways by Utah, if you want to phrase it that way. Not surprisingly, no, they were not surprisingly Kalani Satake discussed those turnovers uh, to open up early in his media commentary. Here's what he said. Well, the, the biggest issue would be for us to to get better at taking care of the football. That would be one thing. I, I think if you look at the last decade, 
um, it, turnovers have been the, the issue, you know. So um, just just errors were the ones that we really can't judge it if we've given up 14, uh, two touchdowns on pick sixes and, and fumbling a ball in the red zone and giving the, the, a, a great team like Utah those, those uh, shortcuts to the field, you know. So, um, yeah, we just have to keep working on it. We have to keep working. Amen, amen, and amen on the account of all three turnovers. It's pretty simple, and Kalani Satake gets it. But what is BYU doing about it? That's the question. I don't. I, talk is cheap. Yeah. Intentions are nice. Uh, you know, Spencer W. Campbell said the road to hell is paved with good intentions. BYU doesn't intend on turning the ball over, right? BYU's got to figure out what to do there, though. You got to figure it out because Utah has. This has been the difference in a lot of the games. Last year, it was not the difference. It was BYU's injuries and inability to close the game, right? But Lack this year, of depth. Right. And this, this year, it was, it was back to the same stories. 2015 Vegas Bowl. What if the margin is even? Then what? I'd love to know. But it was minus five, right? It was minus five, and BYU lost by seven. That's part of the game. That's what Utah does. They're very skilled at it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not American Express, but to their credit, they're really good yeah. at that thing. And I said this last night to close at the BYU TV postgame. You're not going to beat UMass, let alone Utah. Right. When you give up two defensive touchdowns and three turnovers that result in 20 points. doesn't matter to the opponent. Like You'll lose 99% of those games when that happens. Roughly the sanitizer effect, right? Ay, ay, ay. In a rivalry game, there are tendencies, and in a season opener as well, to press a little bit, try and force things. Coach Satake said he noticed a bit of those things last night as well. Guys trying to make the play themselves and being undisciplined. And uh, it wasn't just Zach. There were others that were doing that in this game. And, and uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves in everyone doing their 111th, and that didn't happen. All right. Zach was pressing. Uh, how much? Everyone was pressing. How much? You're, you're, BYU, here's the difference. What, what's up? What were you going to ask? I was going to say, how much of, uh, of this is on Zach, though, compared to... All of the factors in the game. You're well, trailing by yeah. a lot late, yeah. and you're trying to make a play. Like, If we're going to give him a lot of the credit, let's give him a lot of the blame. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, and I, I think it goes to the whole team. But I think Zach Wilson was trying to do his best, but he did press a couple of times. And here's the difference between this year and last year. Last year, BYU had the lead for the majority of the game. BYU did not trail until the three-minute mark. BYU never led a single second of this game. So the dynamic emotionally and physically of this game was very different. Yeah, and to that point, BYU in the majority of these losses to Utah hasn't led. I think BYU has led in two of the nine games, Jerem, two. 2016, BYU led. 13 to 7. Yeah. And literally. Last year had a 20 Obviously, point lead 20 to nothing. Twice. So I yeah. mean, Utah playing has, from behind is a big deal. Yes, right? has led and the when majority you turn it over, of this come on, streak. Come on, BYU did not get the ball back after basically an hour long weather delay, and Utah was able to run out the final nine minutes of the clock on the doorstep of the goal line. By the way, final nine minutes. BYU didn't get the ball back again. This goes again to the seven total minutes the Cougars had the ball in the second half. Coach Atake spoke on the understandably disappointing result that brought about that last drive was just Utah um, <laughs> really putting their, their foot down and, and trying to you know, force feed Zach Moss and he did a, an amazing job of running that ball so their O-line and, and, and uh, 
and the backs and the tight ends that blocked for them did a great job at, at pushing the line of scrimmage and and they just drove down the field and really didn't give us a chance to even get the ball back and so that was a little disappointing from our defense whatever you want to call it invoke their will leave no doubt what boot stomp cliche? effect yeah. All of them were applicable to what yeah. Utah did over the final nine minutes of the game. It didn't matter, though. The game was over. Uh, yeah. Man, it did, it didn't right. matter. You're right. Once the, once the lightning delay happened, it only delayed the inevitable. And it, it was just... There it, was this like... Was like okay, really? So, we have to sit and wait for this? Based on what has happened in this rivalry, though, like there was this little bit of thought in the back of my mind. Okay... Is BYU somehow going to make this a one-score game and it's going to end closer than it been, really was? That classic, yeah. Here's the thing. There was a lightning delay, but the lightning was Zach Moss. The lightning was Zach Moss in this game. He was so awesome! 187 yards, 6.4 yards carry. BYU couldn't stop him. I do think if BYU's even in the turnover margin and even if Zach Moss runs for 187, I think it's a really interesting game at the end. I think it's a close one. The turnovers were the difference. It was not Zach Moss in the run game, although that was a big storyline. The number one storyline in this game was BYU's inability to not turn it over. And you have to give at least some credit to Utah's defense for creating the uh, pressing mentality that BYU had. I think they... I think that, uh, you know, in, Gr- in Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, that movie was so bad. But in it... <laughs> I don't know, because I haven't seen it. Okay, in it they talk about <laughs> how the greatest uh, uh, like power in the universe is fear. Like, the enemy feasts on fear. I think it's love, but I think fear is a powerful emotion as well. What Utah does is they, they press on the fear of BYU being down. In this rivalry, because this streak, guess what? Zach Wilson says, you know, I've only lost once. Now it's twice for BYU, right? It's, it's not like when BYU trails against Utah, it's not like a normal game where you trail. It feels different. When BYU went down 10 at the beginning of the third quarter, what did that feel like? Oh, did that e- feel like a 10-point margin? E- it felt like 17 or 20. They harp on the fear. Another turn of rah, In rah, terms rah, of points, that happened. was the game-winning score, Jeremy, because BYU scored 12 points. That was the game-winner. So the game went like in soccer, we would say, oh, the game winner was in the 47th minute. The game winner was in uh, the 36th minute. Yeah. For Utah. It so was that early. I saw some rhetoric that, oh, BYU lost this game as soon as Francis Bernard picked the ball off. I don't know. Emotionally, no, no. the dominoes started to fall. Okay, though. but it's still yeah. BYU responded. They scored on the next drive with a field goal. Got a score touch that, but still, they yeah. responded. So nine to six at halftime. Halftime, it, we're it all feeling okay. Feels okay. Because of the response. Yeah. The third quarter is where BYU emotionally was out of it. Yeah, and then the fourth quarter, it's still a game, but you're right. BYU emotionally was, out of it. Like, BYU was up, uh, you know, 20 last year, but it started to slip away and it felt weird, right? Yeah. Just maybe, Jerem, the 14th-ranked Utah Utes are as good as advertised. Here's Kalani Satake on that. I, I, I know we've made mistakes. we made some mistakes, but... You have to give credit to Utah. They're a really good team. That defense is sound. They made some big plays. They, they gave some different looks, and um, they, they were able to control a line of scrimmage. You know, and, and so I think Kyle said that this was one of his best defenses they have, uh, and I saw, I saw it, and I, I, I believe him. I believe Kyle Whittingham, too. I think this is it's not hard to figure out that this is one of the best, if not the best, Utah defense he's ever coached. My thoughts went to this last night as I was driving. We didn't home. think they'd be better, though. Remember, they are—they are who I thought they were. The 14th ranked team in the country. 
Are they going to win the Pac-12 and go to the college football playoff? We'll see. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Listen. They're good. What, They're really good. When the dust settled, what we really thought was based on hope for BYU. I still think BYU can be a good team and do some really nice things. Like, what if BYU goes to Tennessee and wins? We'll start to feel better about things, right? It's oh, Utah. but I heard all week that everything after this game doesn't matter. Well, it, it doesn't right now, but we'll get out of it as a defense mechanism emotionally. Otherwise, we'd just be depressed and uh, have anxiety about BYU football. That sounds like year. an amazing why way would, to live life. Why would we choose that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we will move on. But, listen, BYU can do some good things. I still think this BYU team can bounce back. We've seen some good BYU teams start one and two. I'm not saying BYU is going to reel off ten in a row. In fact, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think there are several losses in there. BYU started but, one and three in 2016 and yeah. finished with nine wins. But it's nice if Max Hall's your quarterback or Taysom Hill. You know, Zach Wilson went through a bump in the road. Perfect bowl game. You know, like, oh, incompletions, whatever, loss. BYU's got a rebound, and they've got an opportunity to beat a a down Tennessee team next week. If there is one thing that Kalani Satake does well, it's he holds on to his optimism and tries to remain positive and to spin things forward. That's all he and BYU have had in the rivalry games. One and nine. It's so bad. 0-4 oh against Utah, 1-9. It's got to be better. I mean, it's how long be do you linger on the loss knowing that Tennessee is coming you don't. You just, eight days from today? You, push you don't, forward, but I right? don't care about linger longer I know, I know. in word prayer. I care about winning those games. He's got to turn the page because he's the coach. Because he's the coach. Fans will fan. Coaches will coach. Here's Coach Satake on turning the page. Um, you know, we, we're going to learn some lessons from this and, and try to answer back. And, and uh, we'll have to get back to, you know, take it out on Tennessee next week. And so we'll take some time to, to get ready to work tomorrow. And, and, and um, it's the only way to, to face this is to work hard and, and do even more to get ready for the next game. BYU and Tennessee a week from tomorrow in Knoxville in front of 106,000 fans. Now let's talk about what, uh, now that it's happened, remember what we talked about? BYU would be emotionally all in on Utah, and they'd be in trouble at Tennessee no matter what. I still think that's the case. I still think that BYU is going to have to do an incredible job this week of getting over the Utah game because Tennessee is going to be, that would be a really nice win. Even if Tennessee has a, Finishes with a 6-6 six and six record this year. That'd be a nice win. I don't care if Tennessee's winless, right? Remember 08, how hard we celebrated when BYU beat eventually winless Washington? Like, a road win against a Power 5 team, that's always good. It's just how good. And then USC comes in. Then Washington comes in. This Tennessee game has become a have-to-win-it now. Otherwise, you're staring at 0-4. In the first four. BYU's probably going to go one and three because that's what they do historically against Power 5 opponents. Two and two would be an unbelievable outcome given yeah. what happened last year. Yeah, night. let's play more Power 5s, everybody. You feel it would good be about an that? unbelievable outcome. In a row. The urgency is clearly there for Tennessee. I do think it is, in a weird way, beneficial that BYU has two additional days so that they can have the emotional time to get over the Utah loss sure. and then have of clean slate against Tennessee. It's not just one week from now. It's nine days, and I think that is weirdly beneficial for BYU given what happened last night. Hopefully it is, but they moved practice Tuesday to accommodate for the game. It didn't help. It didn't help. Like, whatever I don't, whatever they need to do, like, figure it out, right? I'm, I'm with you. I think it could be beneficial uh, to get over Utah and then be ready for Tennessee. BYU lost to Cal. Super frustrating game last year. And Jeff Grimes says because BYU lost to Cal, that's why they played so well at Wisconsin. Let's hope uh, BYU has a similar result against a way inferior opponent. Yeah. 
for Tennessee compared to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah let's go. Coming up, what had the greatest impact on last night's game? Our live poll is on the way. And we recap our going for two picks. Jeremiah, I was hoping for you, man. Feed Tyson. Feed the man the ball. Tyson Williams. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tune in Monday for another season of Coordinator's Corner, Episode 2 on BYU TV. Ed Lamb and Jeff Grimes discuss the Utah game and the matchup with Tennessee. Coordinator's Corner is Monday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific on BYU TV. It is a Friday. We're doing our best to keep energy high following... Oh, we're going to crash so hard. A loss. <laughs> I need a nap to this Utah afternoon, again. Man. I wish I could take a nap. I got to go call a volleyball match right yeah. after this. Yeah. Good for you. It's okay. The Smithfield House will bring exciting. the natural energy up. Okay. The Nike Invitational. Yeah. Will the students, after being at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, show up at the Smithfield House? Hopefully, you right? Better. The next morning? Top Amazing. 10 team opening their season after going to the Final Four last year. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. If you missed it, I'm not sure how, but here you go. I talked to someone in the building who didn't know the score. What? Yeah. Obviously what? not in the sports department. What? BYU football loses their first season home opener since all the way back in 2005. Boston College then. Man. 30-12 to 12 at the hands of 14th ranked in rival Utah. The heavens wept in the fourth quarter. According to BYU. Lightning delayed the game for about an hour with nine minutes left in the game. Utah came back out, didn't give the ball back to BYU. How rude. Junior tight end Matt Bushman had a fast start, finished with six catches. But as has so often been the case, turnovers just really did the Cougars in. I just feel like we shot ourselves in the foot way too many times. Every time we had momentum, we did something dumb to, to hold us back. And every position group, I mean, we all are, are accountable for what we did. BYU on the rebound a week from this Saturday in Knoxville, Tennessee. Historic Neyland Stadium and the Tennessee Volunteers await along with 106,000 fans. In the final week of NFL preseason games, Saints quarterback Taysom Hill went 13 for 17, 100 passing yards, added five rushes for 35 yards, 16-13 loss to the Dolphins. Corbin Kafusi had two tackles and a pass deflection on defense. And John Denny probably had a few snaps for the Dolphins as well. Here are the details for ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball as they open the season today on their home floor at the historic Smithfield House. They welcome Boise State at 2 Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Cougars will also host cross-county rival Utah Valley tonight, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. And then the marquee matchup on Saturday night between number 9 BYU and number 16 Marquette at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. It's great to bring all three of these matches to you on BYU TV. And all three time zones as well, right? Yeah. Let's just throw in uh, Central there. Yep. Yep. Number 14, BYU Women's Soccer host Southern Utah tonight. Home opener, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on the WCC Network. Cougars 2-0 after wins at Bama and Mississippi State. Yeah, quietly, the two prominent women's sports teams on campus in the fall are both ranked top 15 and cross-country's ranked number say, 6. Don't you dare leave cross-country. Number 6. They're three like top prominent. 15 teams. Come on. What a, this is an incredible age for BYU women's sports. Seriously. It's, it's, un, it's, inc- it's crazy. They're amazing. All right, Jeremy, it's time to go for... Two with our recap brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Can you predict the future? Nope. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. The competition begins. We're one week in. Jeremy and I each make two picks for each BYU football game. One point if you get it right. 
you wrong, then obviously you get a big old fat zero. Okay, let's recap. Jerem, start us off. Pick one. Tyson Williams will rush for 80-plus yards. <laughs> Give him the rock more. Seven carries, 45 yards. Yeah, seven for 45. Pick two. Uh, Jake Goldroyd will make two-plus field goals. Yeah, yeah that. Got that one in the second quarter. I wish it was more points. Yeah, it didn't happen to the degree we wanted the other things, but I, uh, that was a positive from the game. Moral victory. Okay, my first pick. I thought BYU would be aggressive in the past game. Zach Wilson will have 30 or more passing attempts against Utah. He had or, 33 pass attempts, a new career high. Or trail the whole time where you have to throw. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. If it, like if you throw a lot, that's not necessarily doesn't doesn't make you the air raid. It may mean you just trailed. Okay, so for most of the, game. the ratio of pass to rush for BYU was essentially three to two. The ratio of pass or rush to pass for Utah was three to one. Three rushes for every pass that Utah threw last. They were night. up the whole game. Makes sense. Plus you have Zach Moss. BYU had Zach Moss. You would have rushed the same ratio, man. My second pick. BYU will be even in or win the turnover battle. <laughs> that one was just all was, based on hope. Yeah. Just hope. I knew, was, I knew, knew, knew it. That was tough. That they had to be even or win you the turnover battle. should have said Utah would win. To win the then game. You, yeah. We should. I, man, that, that was an easy one for the techie. Utah will win the turnover battle? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Utah will win the game? That would have been an easy one, too. Hey, Jeremy and I both go one for two. So after <laughs> one game, that brings our grand totals to one point apiece. Cool. Is it? 12 more games of this. Hopefully, hopefully 13. <laughs> it's one to one going through to week two. Like a boring baseball game. Our question of the day. What was your ugly, bad, and good from last night's 30 to 12 BYU football loss to Utah? At Adam one Kennedy answers on Instagram. The ugly. All of the penalties on third down on both offense and defense. Yeah, there were a lot. Not all penalties are created equally. Some hurt more than others. The penalties are no bueno. The bad. Wilson's pick sixes. Zach Wilson has thrown five career interceptions. Three have been returned for touchdowns. That's incredible. Both teams had seven penalties for 63 or 64 yards. Adam Kennedy continues. The good. The fact that BYU stayed with a ranked team, number 14, through the entire first half. This goes back to your (laughs) logic of any team can hang with a ranked team or a higher-seeded team for at least one half. Anybody can hang with anybody for a half. Got to do it for a game. Ugh. Losers talk about margin of victory. That's what happens. <laughs> Coming up, what had the greatest impact on last night's game? Plus, an unfortunate stat of the day. Well, <laughs> pick, pick one. Pick your poison. Oh, what happened? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you missed any of our shows this week where we thought BYU would win, uh, you can listen to the best of BYU Sports Nation tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm really interested to see what makes it on that one. Hey, we still had some fantastic interviews oh, yeah. building up to this. We, yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah. We learned a lot about Dennis Pitta, too, why he didn't catch maybe, the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, on maybe the focus of the best of BYU Sports Nation is just on, like, the memories from 2009 and the stories that came about from that. That's one of my theories. It's going to go in the book that we're going to write at some point. Uh, if the past is or the present is inconvenient, look backward or forward. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately, it is right now. 
It's Friday. We're trying to keep energy high. And why not introduce a new element to BYU Sports Nation and all of this. BYU TV and the sports broadcasting we do here? We have live polling now. Vote.byutv.org. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can vote as many times as you want. Well, it's one vote. Oh, it's only one? You can change it. Ah. Vote as many one times as you would vote like. Vote one time, mm-hmm. and you'll see the results immediately. So this is cool technology. And we will on screen. Look, there it is. Here is our question for Let's you go. to vote on right now. Yeah. What had the greatest impact on the game's result from last night? Three options. BYU offense, BYU defense, Zach Moss. Yeah. Currently, Zach Moss is leading 59%. Now, we don't have turnovers up there. You might, you might say the BYU offense. Well, the offense is tied in with those turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's the BYU offense. I think turnovers were the story of the game. I think Zach Moss was the second story of the game in this. Um, so let's see what happens with us discussing that. Now look, BYU offense. Turning. Yes. If is, you think it was turnovers, BYU it's the BYU offense. It wasn't the BYU defense at all. And look at that. We're tied. We're tied. Oh, Zach Moss takes back the lead. Hey, Zach Moss had, uh, I think, 70-ish yards rushing in the first half. and Exploded in the second half. Then went crazy in the second half. I got the book. I mean, it was the first drive in the third quarter. It was just like the Zach Moss show, okay? The whole game felt like the And then the final nine minutes, he padded his stats as well (laughs) after the lightning delay. (laughs) Okay, He's so good. We knew knew he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be 187 good. I thought he'd be 100, 120. Uh, Zach Moss was no good as a sophomore um, in this game. But that was two years ago. This guy's really good, man. He's an NFL back. We're going to look back and be like, remember when Zach Moss ran all over BYU? Um, and, and the BYU offense has taken the lead as to the greatest impact. Most yards against the BYU defense since Kareem Hunt, another NFL back, yeah. ran against BYU with Toledo in that 55-53 shootout. Yeah. Before that, it was like, uh, what was his name? Josh? Paul Perkins? Paul Perkins. Um, not, Josh, not Josh Perkins of Gonzaga. Paul Perkins went for like 220, right, in 2015. Yeah, I, and look how much it's changed. The BYU offense, 61%. Um, Turnovers. If, if we started talking about Zach Moss, would it change? I'm just wondering. Well, Zach, Zach Moss, Moss got was, to run the ball a bunch. Because Zach Moss BYU, was really the story here. Let's, uh, let's see if it switches. BYU's offense couldn't stay on the field. When you're on the field yeah. for 22 minutes, yes. and you, then you can hand the ball off 29 times. Like, no, no, that's perfect. And this is what Utah's done because Utah's not had too many years where they had a really good offense. Oh, wait, they did? Sugar Bowl? They go up 21 nothing on Alabama, and they wipe them out, right, in that game? They had a really good offense in 08. They put up, what, 40 or 50 on BYU, and that was like a top 15 BYU team at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Um, Utah lives on turnovers and great defense and great special teams. Their special teams stunk last night. Britton Covey was good. He had the one good return. That's the only good. I thought BYU won the special, special teams. teams yesterday, but you got to win on offense, defense more. When you have a running back like Zach Moss and a ball really? control yeah. offense, you can do things like oh, Utah it's a did blowout last now. night, Look which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Okay, I said BYU had the ball for seven minutes in the second half. You it wasn't wrong. even seven minutes. You were, you lied. Six minutes, fifty-four seconds. It wasn't even seven minutes. Utah had the ball. For 23 minutes and 6 seconds of the 30 game minutes in the second half. And a reminder, it was 9-6 at halftime. BYU was plus 4 in time of possession in the first half. They had it for 17 minutes and change. Utah was just under 13 minutes. What a swing. What a swing in the second half. And possession's a little bit overrated. 
Because um, if you score on one play, you know, possessions, whatever. But in terms of like regular amount of energy for each side to go out there and do their thing, yeah. Oh, like, Jared. Ideally, you score on the first play every. It's possessions, whatever. Utah had a pick six and were gifted the ball at the 20 yard line after an exchanged handoff. It, both in the second half and still maintained the ball for 23 minutes. Yeah. That's why BYU didn't have much possession. They kept turning it over in the fourth quarter. Two turnovers in the fourth quarter led to a 22-yard field and a pick six. That's crazy. Second half drives, five plays, 14 yards punt. Two plays, two yards fumble. Two plays, 13 yards interception. And then Utah goes nine plays, 75 yards, first drive of the second half, 306. No, sorry, BYU went nine plays, 75 yards, and 306 for the lone touchdown. The garbage touchdown, right? The one offensive touchdown when the game was out of hand at 30-6. to What if BYU hadn't turned it over and just punted on those? Vote.byutv.org. What had the greatest impact on the game's result last night? The BYU offense in at 65%. Zach Moss at 28%. Coming up, where a top 10 BYU team is this weekend, where I wish I was. Uh, And yeah, how about those three top 15 BYU women's teams? What are they all doing and how you can get involved? This is BYU Sports Nation. Friday, BYU Sports Nation, this is how we do it. And a special shout-out to the Killing Becks, who came all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, to deliver this new piece of Tennessee memorabilia, which says... Our Rocky Top is bigger compared to Tennessee with the date of the game, which is eight days from today. And it has no no inkling of red on it. Yeah, because we took off a Tennessee magnet. No, it's Tennessee still up magnet. there. It's, it's we orange, took down something. Some people yeah. thought it was red. Yeah, get your eyes checked or your TV contrast down. You know Speaking what I'm saying? Speaking of, we still have the we purge still, pile We still have here. the purge pile, which I thought we that. could... Probably put that back now. Oh, well, Monday. We kind of get over Utah, move on to Tennessee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. All right. We put our fire extinguisher over there. That's one of the dumbest things we've ever done here. Are we going to be unsafe like that? (laughs) Really? We're going to purge that? We're going to purge safety? Oh, come on. Show's on on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU lost to Utah 30-12. to That's all I have to say about that. Cougars in the NFL. We've said enough. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill, 13 for 17, 100 passing yards, five rushes for 35 yards, and a 16-13 preseason loss to the Miami Dolphins. Corbin Kafusi had two tackles for that same Saints team and a pass deflection on defense. John Denny, we're guessing, had some snaps for the Dolphins as the long snapper. It's been there almost like uh, two decades, I think. Bronson Kafusi had two tackles and one tackle for loss. Harvey Long had a two-tackle zone for the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets in a win against the Eagles. Cross country. Number six, BYU Women's Cross Country is in Hawaii for the big invitational tomorrow. That's where I wish it was. Yeah, I was going to say. Cougars in the minors. Brendan Lund, two for three with an RBI and a run scored in a Salt Lake Bees 6-3 to three win against the El Paso Chihuahuas. Taylor Cole pitched two innings for the Bees, allowing two runs. And in AAA, Jacob Bregman went one for four for the Tacoma Rainiers in a 12-5 loss to the Fresno Grizzlies. Daniel Steeman, 2-4 for four with a run batted in and a Lake County loss to Bowling Green. The school? And in single A, Jackson Clough went 1-4 for four in a 5-4 loss to the Kannapolis Intimidators. Today's rise and shout-outs now. We think we found Ben Bagley's doppelganger, right? So I'm going to get yeah. to uh, Big Uncle Pooh, who yeah. is... Uh, 
out there in the rain, a fantastic griller of the meat. And he was diehard through the rain, staying with it. Loved. We saw JV Fiso out there as well. And I mean, the Fiso family, there were so many fans that made it through the rain and stayed till the bitter end. It was was cool to see that. I imagined that experience and it being a preview of hell, having to be under the Lavelle Edwards stadium stands with a bunch of Utah fans down 30 to 12. Man, I was glad I wasn't there. No. My rise and shout out goes to the idea of hope. Hope is a powerful emotion. One that really matters. It can cause you to do things that you never could do. And BYU had hope going into the game yesterday. But after nine straight losses, is BYU going to beat Utah ever again? (laughs) Of course I will. I thought this was about hope. But it doesn't feel like it. I'm losing hope. And BYU's ability to beat Utah. Jeremy, I've got the blue. So go- I've got the blue goggles on, and and what do you see through those mythical fake glasses? A countdown to Utah next year is what I see. Oh. <laughs> are we doing that today? I don't know. Are we? Should we do it? No. We'll let it. We'll let it. Uh, just pass. I had a lot of hope, and it was crushed. Jeremy, of course. Oh, we have it. We're going. It's over a year away. Okay, a programming note. We're not going to do that every day. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Nope. I believe, B, I believe BYU will beat Utah again. I'm just kidding. Jeremy, but, but we had so much hope. And I, it's listen, nine in a row. And I know I've got the blue goggles right now. I'm taking them off okay. because I said it before. and say it again. I think BYU's best shot to beat Utah in the foreseeable future is next year. When Utah loses a senior Ain't quarterback. that the BYU story? No, I'm serious. I, sa- the, I said it three tired. years ago. Next 20, year! Like, when there's finally some big turnover. No Tyler <laughs> Henry. No Zach, no Zach Moss. Oh, no there'll be three, big turnover. No three NFL defensive linemen staring you down. I'll just create three more. No two NFL cornerbacks. I, I think, and... This BYU's best chance to see the future next year. All right, our elite voice today. Wait. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Who's your ugly, good, and bad from last night? Ugly, turnover, says Aproot DR. Bad, losing to Utah again. Good. Tyson, Zach, and Matt Bushman all look good. Some stout play by the defense. I think BYU looks good for the rest of the season. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, ran out of time. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kyle Bellini. See you for volleyball in an hour.